Uh, Happy New Year, bitches! Nigga, oh, that wait. is not, not for purple you. Product <laughs> <laughs> purple. Oh, sorry, I thought this was product purple. Ah, that explains that why Helen. That's what explains why Helen and Poco are not here. Mm-hmm. I was wondering. I was like, ah, product purple. Oh my god! How are you guys now? Sorry, sorry. This is not the crossover episode you thought you would be. <laughs> Uh, this is the fourth. This is the fifth season now, and I've said it on four season now that we need Helen and Poker together, but mm. just just too busy mm. to come and give us their time mm. to be a crossover episode. Mm. So we are here waiting, <laughs> Helen and Poker. You both, wow. come on, come on. Because the thing is, they've both done individual episodes. Yes. It's just we've not found the time for the for the two of them to join us. Mm. Mommy always has time for the podcast. Mm. I have time as well. So you such know, a, a again a such shout an out earnest plea yeah. in the beginning. See, I even did we're a not whole, even five minutes into this podcast. Think about it. We I haven't even introduced did. ourselves. Can you imagine? Or said what we are today. <laughs> like no, first the plea. <laughs> because yeah. this is it. This is the fifth season. Wow. One number five. One, yes. two, three, four, five. But anyways, mm. welcome to season five of What's Your Flavor? What's your um, everything food, uh, food related, lifestyle as well, you know. Um, thanks for listening to us. It's been, you know, I can't imagine that we've hit five seasons. Um, when Mommy and I started this, I don't know if we ever had plans of a fifth season. I mean, shit. I, I mean, yeah, we want this to go on. I, I mean, we want this to go on for as long as possible, forever mm-hmm. if possible. I mean, I'm going to be moving away soon, so. Uh, eh? Well, you will zoom from there. <laughs> Ha. Which is totally fine. Yeah, I mean, as long as we'll just, you know. Yeah. But basically, you know, there's food is always going to be a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. She's mommy stays after all. I am Omi the home <laughs> Omi. food man. Omkar yeah, the home car. Omkar the home car. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks a lot. Um, and before we continue the episode, mm-hmm. mommy, what are you today? I am a macchiato tres leches. From a good bakery. So that's a cake, right? Uh, tres leches? Yes. Yes. Which is a macchiato flavored. Yes. All right. I am. What am I today? What's the first thing you ate when you touched down in Vietnam? Oh, that's a good, good question. That's what you should be. I am. What did I eat? The f- Shit, I forgot. It was a pork based dish that I can't remember <laughs> the name. I forgot all the names. Mm. Um. But what I will be today, if when I do remember, will be in the next episode. <laughs> today I'm cappuccino f- from Milkbox. I like the cappuccino. I think um, it's not harsh. Okay. Other places I feel like cappuccino is harsh, but I really like the one at Milkbox. I think it's the milk or the coffee they use. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think they do a good job. So mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to Milkbox and their cappuccino. And the small cookie they give with it. Shout out, shout out. So, mm-hmm. what's been up, mommy? I mean, like all of you know, always the first episode tends to be like a catch-up episode. Mm-hmm. Just me and mommy finding out what's happened in our lives, letting our uh, episode listeners know what f- new thing have we come across, right. done, food-related, right. you know. So, right. mommy also. Um, not much. Mm-hmm. Just like the average Ghanaian, I too am going through it. Okay. The money is not money in the way it's supposed to. At all. The time is not timing the way it's supposed to. At all. The the weather is not weathering the way it is supposed to. And niggas is tired. Like, I'm over it. I'm ready for a new dispensation, child. Yeah. Okay. But okay. that aside, 
you know, I've been living good, feeling good, you know, been um, working out. That's right. Hitting the gym. Yeah, yeah. that's been fun, to mm -hmm. be honest, because I'm not doing it as like a, a weight loss kick. I'm just doing it to see if I could do it. Like, <laughs> off topic, but I have like mild commitment issues. So the idea of having to do one specific thing for an extended period of time freaks me out a little bit. But I wanted to challenge myself this year to see if I would be able to break through that, and I have. And the benefits are of... I, Better health, man, straight up. And I look hot as shit, mm -hmm. so... You know. Oh, you single men out there. <laughs> I beg you, I beg you, first of all. <laughs> if you want a none number. None of you will ever know what I a, look like. If you, so number, it, if you want a number, answer my DMs. Nigga, if you think she sounds don't. good. <laughs> if you think she sounds good, well. <laughs> enter my DMs. I'll charge you a small percentage for me. <laughs> you know, number fee. Come on. You can't give Nigga. all these numbers for free. These are premium numbers. <laughs> so I'll charge you guys. But trust me. You know how she sounds already. A lot of people have given her, <laughs> given love to her based on her voice alone. Oh my God. Are we really doing this? Yeah, we are. Like Every my season. skin. Every ah, I feel like there's like a cheese grater <laughs> going on my skin. Like I feel so weird. But I, I get the thing with exercise, right? Mm -hmm. I think the biggest issue is the discipline part mm. where you have to get up and do it. Mm. But when you do it consistently, you feel good. Yeah. Oh my you gosh. Feel so like good. my brain yeah, works like, so much better you now. You are more active. I'm nicer. Like I'm, you you feel yeah, you better. You feel better. Like you feel better. It helps it's to facts. relieve stress. There's so much things Absolutely. that exercise has a benefit to. Absolutely. And it's like you said, it's not even like you're doing this for a weight loss kid. No. You're doing it for overall better yeah. health. You want to be fit. Yeah. And the hardest shit. Yeah, that too. And <laughs> it's just I think the biggest thing is just convincing your mind that you need to do this. Once you get into the groove... I feel like when you say I need to do something, it comes... Okay, let me preface this by saying I'm naturally um, an against. Like, if you say, Mommy, you should do this, I'd be like, no, I should not. Mm -hmm. Immediately. Even if it's a great idea. I'm always looking for the uh, no portion of whatever mm -hmm. so I feel like when I hear you need to do this it makes me not want to do it correct but if I hear it in a you should do this because this 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 and this it's then, like hmm, okay okay I could do that you know like I told mm -hmm. myself to like I said okay you're gonna do 12 weeks straight like no breaks no nothing 12 weeks of working out consistently four times a week. I was like, I'm going to do that. And at the end of the 12 weeks, if there are no changes whatsoever, I'm never doing this again. I don't see the point. But like four weeks in, I just started feeling more energetic. Mm -hmm. There was like a pep in my step. Like I just felt better. And I was like, okay, you know what? Let's see how far I can push this. And now I'm in like month 11 nice yeah. and I, f I feel like 
I mean, if you do do it properly, mm-hmm. you would definitely see results in oh, yeah. 12 weeks, which is yeah. like three months. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, three yes. months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And unless, even if you don't, even if you do it, I think half as as long as you do it, I still feel there would have been some net gain yeah. to this. Right? Yeah. But I don't like to half ass things. I like, That's if I'm doing good. it, yeah, you do it. I'm, and, I'm going to do it. And I think this becomes one of those habits that is good to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, just don't be one of those gym extreme gym people. You'll be running on absolutely. Uh, treadmill I despise. With the <laughs> I hate running. You will never see me run. I've, I've never run a day like, in my some life. Some people do. Those weirdos, like that guy who was like trained, like he trains like he's training for war. Yeah. You remember that guy, like with the really big muscles and the cornrows, the London dude. Oh, um, he used to be rolling around in like piles of. Collected leaves. Um, arms collion. Yes. Yeah. Bro, well, like, what is it? What's I mean, the not problem? even him, right? Like, him also, I feel that he does, like... A, the most? I'm not... Okay, the most definitely. But outside of that, also, I think he still does things that are specific to him. But have you seen... There are these videos where, like, I've seen people, like... <laughs> They're running on a treadmill <laughs> and then they have weights like the the, the dumbbell, not mm-hmm. even like whatever the thing is a called, bar? dumbbells, are the, yeah, the barbell, right? and then you're running with it and then you're jumping and <laughs> like you're doing like <laughs> you see the people that be like jumping from those pull-up machines yes jumping from there to the next one to the next one like, there was one way I think some problem? guy was dragging like the treadmill itself oh and like on top of, and I was like what are you guys what trying is, to prove? what is the issue what is so the like, problem gym bros don't Relax. over gym yeah it's Even, not that deep and only the, like the, everybody in the gym culture like don't over gym we beg it's okay it's too much like you'll be okay it's not that serious I mean like I'm always like it's funny. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's something that they get. A, maybe they've they've done so much gym that this does. I was not just about to say, like, I feel like because so I've been like lifting weights yeah. this entire yeah. time, right? But it's progressive, mm-hmm. so I just keep going up in weights. But at some point, it's like, okay, if I'm benching, this is not me, by the yeah. way. But if I'm benching like. 200 kg or whatever like what else is there to do now this shit is fun I remember when I had a trainer right Mm -hmm. I think what they would do is that they would ensure your body would not get used to a routine too much so if you're doing something for one month they will change it so that when you come back to it it doesn't feel Mm -hmm. that's what I mean maybe these guys are that's what I'm saying you've done done so much much. like there's nothing else to do but to play Carry the machine Absolutely. itself and run with Treat it. Treat the like, gym like the fucking playground. <laughs> and like, <laughs> throw medicine okay. balls. Whoa, bro. Whoa. Like, it's insane. Have you seen like, I mean, there are so many of these videos out there. On it TikTok, is insane. It's wild. Everyone well. has seen one seen of these yeah, wild I'm trying videos. to find the one that I'm, I'm thinking of. I'll send it to you when I find it. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. yeah. So enough about me. Mm-hmm. What about you? What you been up to? I ain't really been up to much, by the way. This is a big deal, okay? Like well, what you've out? been up to? Come on, yeah, I it's mean, a big you know, deal. but it's personal. Like it doesn't benefit anybody. It's just for me. I mean, somebody might hear and be like, "Oh, I want to also be consistent." But yeah, they never probably know. never knew what I looked like to begin with. Guys, it's worked. Okay, that's what <laughs> you have to know. <laughs> Listen, weights is where it's at. Like if you want to be lean and tall, I have ooh, a big issue with weights. Love. <laughs> That, that shit. That thing hits. Love that shit. For the first time. Oh my gosh, love that shit. Like the when the first time I did like a deadlift, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is a little TMI," but like my butt hurt. I was like, "Oh my!" Like this yeah. is. 
I love this shit. Like leg day is my favorite. Really? Yes. Absolutely. Oh my leg day is my shit. Probably why my legs are really good even now. Listen, you need leg day for your you knees. For everything. For your whole for body. For your core. Yeah. Where like my quality of life has just improved. I'm, and it's awesome to see. Like I think I'm people also have to realize that whilst losing weight is good and beneficial, mm-hmm. just being fit mm. makes you active and work and everything else. But yeah, with you were saying, what's up with me? Mm-hmm. I um, traveled, went to India. Yes, after you th- did. Yeah, I went to India after three years. Has it really been three years? It's been three. The last time I went was twenty nineteen. That's in insane. October, November. Yeah, so I went this year in September. <sighs> And it was good to go to India, meet family. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't I couldn't meet as many friends as I wanted to. But the other thing also was that I was meeting family after three years. And they wanted as much time with me as possible. I wanted. Though I didn't meet friends, obviously. Some were busy. Some, you know, like these things, it's difficult. You go for... I was there technically for three weeks because I spent one week in a different country, which I'll come to. <laughs> um Great! It was great eating uh, all the food that I could in India. Always amazing, different. There's so many restaurants opening. There's so mm. many people in you know, all those uh, things. I'm so jealous um, of you. First thing, obviously, that I w- went to have as soon as I flew out of the country, I reached <laughs> in there was McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I mentioned my, my love for McDonald's. Mm-hmm. On it. I know McDonald's is regular, whatever for a lot of people. It but don't matter. It's, it's good. It's that thing, right? Yeah. Like you crave that taste. I had a shitload of Starbucks. Love Starbucks <laughs> as well. Okay. Um, I really want to see Starbucks in Ghana. I don't know if a they, child, please, not right now. I, yeah, I mean, definitely not now. Then but when? once things are better, mm. who knows? Yeah. Um, Do we care about coffee that much? I think there is a coffee drinking culture. Might not be as much as other countries. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's why Vida E had to add your love to the menu. Yeah, that's true. You yeah, feel yeah. me? Yeah. I Starbucks not gonna do that. They'll bring you their stale cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the cookies were st- at least the ones in India. Still as hell. I think the ones in India. The I think the difference between the ones in America oh and the ones God. in India is that in America in it's India a regular coffee better. chain, right? Mm-hmm. It's a regular. Co- in India, it's a very premium sort of thing. Mm. Like if you go and the decor is very elaborate mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. sofas and there's. Th- and I think that also goes against them in India because what I remember reading a tweet from a friend was that they're not making as much money as expected mm. because they treat it like that. Because he was giving, he said in America, and he was telling that in America, it's your it's your regular coffee. Go there, buy two dollar coffee, three dollar, whatever the price, is, and you go out. Maybe not three dollars, <laughs> but like it's yeah, you, your, you'll find some three dollar like coffee, that, right? Yeah. And you leave. But here in India, it's very premium, so it's it's very. Very, very evident that it's for a certain class of people and above, uh, right? That's the thing. Like, the average will not spend three to four hundred rupees on coffee. What's the equivalent in like CDs I think one, or dollars? Okay, one dollar is, I think at this point, 82 rupees. Okay. So, I mean, in India, it's definitely subsidized, right? But you have to also remember is that it, it's an, it's like everything in India is per how the Indian person earns, right? Mm-hmm. So you might be like, oh, wow, $1.83. Soon it's like, what, 300 rupees or something might be like, what's my math? Two, three, four dollars, right? And that yeah, doesn't like sound like a three lot. Dollars yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot, but for the average, it is, it is a lot, it's right? A because, lot. you know, scale of economics and you stuff. You didn't ask her right now. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of money. Yeah, can you can imagine? So I, I mean, I had like, I went on holidays, obviously, like 
you know, this this one you you save up so much yeah, and you spend and come back and then you stay in like poverty <laughs> till your next. Listen, <laughs> don't call poverty into your life. No, that's true. That's true. Touch wood. But um, it was so nice. Uh, you know, my family had a lot of food, amazing <laughs> food, and I think one of I always like have that issue with Ghana is that I feel like our f- restaurant choices, the food is very limited. Mm. Like. It's always continental. It's always this. You don't have other types of kids. And what I think for me is that if our cry is like this, you know, like desperate are coming, this is coming. <laughs> we need to have more than just the same old pasta, rice, you know, like. <laughs> and I, th- I mean, I agree. Somebody might be like, "Oh, but you know, you can go somewhere else." And I'm like, "No. If we are trying to be like a Dubai, <laughs> Dubai has a lot of options, like." I remember walking down the street and there's Georgian cuisine. I was like, I'm very curious. One day, I'll, who knows, maybe one day if I'm there again, I'll go and try <laughs> it, right? I'm not asking Ghana to have Georgian cuisine, but I'm like, even within the African subcontinent mm. itself, we need to have African varieties. We we only have Ivorian, Nigerian, Togolese. I don't even know how Togolese food tastes. There's so many things that well, we're missing. Togolese right? food is, you know what? I don't know, so let me not even say You've, have you had it before? Mm-hmm. No. But like I've not... I was just assuming that, that it, could be it would be similar to our food. Because of, but the then proximity. But then there's the also also the other side, side of Togo that's closer to Benin. Benin. Exactly. And we don't know what we, their food is like. Right. Yeah. So then like out of... So all of that... And at least in India, like there's just so much variety. Like you've mm-hmm. got Indian food, Thai food, this thing. Um, Indian Vietnamese. food in India? Even... So the thing about Indian food that has come out of India is that it's one type of Indian food. Mm-hmm. That's mostly Punjabi food. That's mm-hmm. your butter chicken, your naan and things. All of India doesn't eat that. It's like a crude example of this would be like how fufu has kind of become de facto across. Because fufu is... Has it though? Is it not an Ashanti thing? It is. But, but it's very prevalent even like on Accra in, on a Sunday. Like them niggas is... Every, I, when I say them niggas, I mean Ashanti niggas. Yeah, like they push their food out there. Right? No, I don't... Okay. As, and I'm saying this as an Ashanti. Mm-hmm. I don't think we push our food out there. It's just that we are there. So eventually, and we are so huh, attached to what we eat, eat that we will eat, eat it anyway. Food. So Punjabis also. Okay. They have moved to... Do, I mean, I don't think they consciously pushed That's it. That's what I'm saying. But they, they don't go, the oh, I'm going yeah, to yeah, England. Yeah, no, yeah, they didn't do they that. They went to the UK for business. They took Canada, America. They're, mm-hmm. all, the, they're all different types of Indians mm-hmm. now. So a lot of Indian food, like I don't know how it became so popular, mm-hmm. but that whole butter chicken, paneer, like those things became mm-hmm. popular, right? <laughs> and India is like twenty six states, so there's so much more food on offer. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, like different cuisines, I tried so mm-hmm. many other cuisines as well. Mm-hmm. And then this time around, I decided for one week that I wanted to do Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And right now. Basically, the pandemic has fucked up a lot of countries outside of like the health and stuff. Mm-hmm. Their tourism has mm-hmm. gone for every country's tourism has taken a hit. Um, and every country is trying to recover back. We are, this is like technically the third year, like 2021, 2022, second year almost, I'm entering the third year of the pandemic. And many countries are still trying to recover because every this inflation, there's this, there's that. So, no, we're, this is the third year. We, this is the year. 2020, technically your third year, right? And people are still, it's now that slowly there's a recovery here and they're happening. And one of the things that struck out to me was that things were very affordable. Mm. Um, I stayed in a three-star hotel. In, so I went to two, so Vietnam is, um, it's 
a Southeast Asian country. <laughs> it was French colonized, and then Americans also tried to take over, and they had, there was a big war, the Vietnam War. Mm. Vietnamese call it the American War. Mm. I and bet. Obviously, it is the and, American. And Americans war, never won that war. They tried to claim that they did, but they didn't. Mm-mm. And but French colony. And what happened is, so now the the north is where Hanoi is and the south is where Saigon or Ho Chi Minh is, which is named after the legendary f- uh, freedom fighter Ho Chi Minh. And there's also another city in the middle called Hoi An. I couldn't get to go to Hoi An. So I went to Hanoi and then I did Saigon. So in Hanoi, it's more, it's it's called the cultural capital. Like there's more history, there's more things over there. Saigon is more like, advanced so you'll find more English speakers there as opposed to Hanoi uh, both and there's always this competition with three that which has the better street food or better food you know it's, it's very interesting to them so I went to Hanoi first I did like in each place I did um, three nights and one like four days right like I split the days between yeah. the two. so it was seven days completely and I did like I went to Hanoi first stayed in a three star hotel very nice place um and it, it's located in this place called the Old Quarters. So that's where the French used to stay and then, you know, they left. And so the buildings are very, like, old and you can see the French influence. And the thing about Vietnam is that they don't have space. They're very congested. So the buildings are, like, squished. And it's they're tall and they go, not wide, but they're narrow. Like, so they're inside, they, they be like, it's from the back. So when I went there, I was like, oh my God, this, this is like, there's a lot of people. And it's a small country, but a lot of people, right? So in a three-star hotel, I paid like $160 something for th- three nights. Yes, yeah, so oh, for real? Yeah. Wow. And with breakfast included, right? Flight tickets were like, f- I went for India, so it was like $400. And then I did um, Hanoi to Saigon for $50. It was like dirt cheap. And then in Saigon also, I stayed in a four-star hotel, which was, again, very conveniently located in the city. Three nights, $160 or $170. Was it congested? Was it? Congested? Both places are congested, right? But Mm. another thing also is that they're open to tourists, so you'll find a lot of tourists there. Um, But it didn't... Personally, it didn't... Like, I I was used to it because I just come from India. So India is like... Okay. This was like nothing, right? But one thing that was crazy is that Vietnamese do not give a shit about traffic rules at all. (laughs) Like the t-shirts, which will be like they don't cross, they don't give a shit about red lights. They'll just cross anyhow. Um, And one thing is also that um, they apparently have to pay. So my tour guide was telling me that they have to pay so much duty on cars, right? Like two to three x the amount that. Um, it's not affordable for the average goer. So a lot of them have two wheelers, either a bike or a moped or a rickshaw, uh, um, sorry, scooter. And um, that's the common mode of transport. Cars mean you have money, right? So I did like three days in Hanoi. Um, and the day I reached Hanoi from India, I went and did a street food tour and it was fantastic. And everything was done through TripAdvisor. So TripAdvisor bought this company called Viator. And they used to do like, what they do is that if suppose you, mommy, you can put up like, hi, I'm mommy. And I, I do like a street walking tour of Accra. So if you get more reviews, I'll type what to do in Accra and your page will come because now maybe a thousand people have reviewed you and like 995 have given you five stars, the other have given four stars. So you get higher ratings. And then as a result, that comes up first. I see the reviews. I'm like, oh, this looks good. So I booked my trip through that. Um, I used TripAdvisor to like curate my 
travel experience. And like I planned my itinerary. So the first day I went for a street food tour experience. And I was joined by a, two, a French couple. And I think she was Chinese. I'm not very sure. But she was Chinese from America, New York. So we went through Hanoi, through parts of Hanoi. And we had like five different food dishes. My God. I <laughs> eat. And one thing about their food I think is that it's healthy as well because they put a lot of veggies in their food so I know they're frying stuff and there are things I ate that I wouldn't have eaten like I ate a lot of pork which is surprising because I do not eat pork in meats form I always eat in like ham salami bacon right but this was like fried and my god it was so good I like, bet it was too good and there was the first thing I remember was like it was kind of making like your own spring rolls mm. so you put like the pork then you put like lettuce then you put like mm. mango um dry mango and then rice noodles and then you fold in rice paper and you put like veggies inside and then you dip in this peanut sauce. Oh, <laughs> mia. And so like that, we did different, I had pho, but I had, so what I learned also was that pho outside of being soup can also be eaten stir fried, fried mm. and there's another way to eat it. So he was like, he's done doing like, everybody eats the soup, soup version. Boy. Let me take you try this different one. Had this amazing spring roll on the road. Apparently that woman sells like two to three thousand a day. <laughs> From this small ass corner, she apparently supplies other restaurants and then mm. they sell it. Yeah, so she's like, she's killing it. Mm. And I had banh mi. Mm. That was amazing as well. And that was the first night. Second night, I went to this UNESCO World Heritage Site called Halong Bay. Um, very nice place take you on a cruise you come back did like three different activities there the third day I did a jeep tour so they took me in these army jeeps that like decommissioned army jeeps that were in the war mm. and they take you around and they're massive and you're just I sat with two Koreans and we went around um, again had some great food there as well saw so many and there's one thing I liked about them is that they really preserve their history mm. <laughs> they preserve it a lot and they know that there's an opportunity to make money and get tourists so when I was recording videos right all the tour guides were very happy. They were like, I remember the third, the, the guy who took us on a Jeep tour was like, oh, are you, like, are you on, I was like, oh, I'm doing this for my like, Instagram and Snapchat and then like, I'll post on Twitter and he's like, wow, thank you so much for like, <laughs> putting Vietnam out there. We want more tourists. Like, because their jobs are based on this, right? Mm. Like, more tourists come, more money that they make. And that's their livelihood. Like, the, the guy who did the street food tour said that every day, Monday to Sunday, all he does is morning he takes one group, evening he takes one group, Monday to Sunday. That's the life he's living. And a lot of them have even learned English. Like they learn, when they learn English, they get a chance to do tourism-based mm. things or work mm -hmm. in tourism sector. Mm -hmm. The one, the guy who took us out for a street food tour, he actually watched English movies. <laughs> so he had kind of like an American accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty interesting. Mm. And they're very, they preserve the history because I also came to realize that history is based on who records it, mm -hmm. right? So if today something happens between you and I and my version gets out there, nobody will ever know what happened with mm -hmm. you, right? Because I, And they've managed to preserve everything. They've documented it. They've done a lot of things. And we all, oh, I had this very crazy thing. It's called egg <laughs> coffee. Um, it sounds a bit, uh, um, I was also not ready for it. Mm -hmm. But Hanoi, it was made in Hanoi and it's in this hotel. Uh, this guy made it. He used to work for the Hilton or something like that and he decided to make it. So they use egg yolk in the coffee, right? It's apparently kind of like eggnog, but I've not had eggnog before. So I don't know how it works. I've, I know it's creamy and things. So when you have the coffee, the yolk is mixed with the coffee. You cannot even 
tell that there's egg inside. I don't know how they did it, what they did, and it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, because first of all, like egg yolk is a binding agent. Mm-hmm. So it, mommy with the science uh, binding agent, right. like food science in the building. <laughs> this the binding has nothing to do with why you couldn't taste it. I'm yeah. just saying, it's a binding agent, and so it gives like. It gives a. It also gives like a creamy mm-hmm. texture to things, mm-hmm. right? And so, because coffee is so strong, okay, it is overpowering. Mm-hmm. So you'll get the creaminess of the egg because, like, it's physically the, in the in coffee, the coffee yeah. but you may not taste it because the coffee, especially. Also, did they add sugar? I no, I think they give on the side. I don't. I don't think they should because they're very strong. Okay. I think they give on the side. Yeah. So then, if it's like if they didn't even have to add sugar, mm-hmm. then yeah, it's yeah, really the good. coffee is. And another thing also is um, one thing about Vietnam is apparently the top two exporters of coffee in the world, mm. outside of rice. Mm-hmm. They supply rice to like almost the whole world, <laughs> and outside of the rice, they're doing coffee. Mm-hmm. They are a manic. Coffee drinking nation. I have not seen anybody wherever I've traveled. I've not seen people consume coffee the way these people do. Mommy, I tell you, literally every three steps <laughs> I took, there was a coffee shop. Mm. You move another three steps, there's another, another coffee, coffee shop. shop, and it's filled. Like people are still drinking coffee, right? And they smoke a lot of cigarettes. So there's coffee and cigarettes, literally. Like yeah, there's a movie also called that. Together. It, the, especially the smell. Ah, I love this. <laughs> like you know, smoking is bad for your health, guys. But it like, is. Yeah. And another thing about their coffee is that he they told us that world over everybody drinks I think Arabica coffee they drink robusta or I don't know if it's the opposite but mm. either we drink robusta a lot in the world they drink Arabica I think it's Arabica is us and they they drink robusta and the coffee I smells I think Arabica is more common common yeah so they drink robusta and. So I remember we went to a coffee shop to buy coffee. There's even one, uh, it's called the, um, I forgot the name. But basically, this the palm civet, it's an animal. It eats it and then yeah, it digests it and, and then they filter it and then they filter it. And so they're weasel. So it's called weasel coffee and that. Um, I was sadly, I smelled amazing, but I think something. <laughs> Put me up, so I didn't buy it. Oh, the fact that the animal shits it out. I mean, I feel That's like what they filter it, so, and I'm going to boil it anyway. So I don't know why I let that thing get to me. I should have just bought yeah, because one it's animal doodoo. No, they clean the animal I doodoo. I know, man. but they, like clean it. It still came out crazy. Uh, so and it's expensive. Apprehension is understandable. <laughs> is all I'm saying. I think I should have just got it because I was going to. Boil I mean, it you might as well. Yeah, yeah. But I got this one called Blue Mountain, which tastes. Smells amazing. Mm. Um, so they drink a, like, and they have this one coffee I love. It's called Baxiu. Mm-hmm. They make it with coconut milk. Ooh. See, I didn't know coffee and coconut could go together till I had this. Why not? I, I, like, I would You're never thought of. Like I've not thought of the possibility, right? I'd be trying so to I put sat you somewhere. On, but you don't listen to me. No, I will listen to Dory. So <laughs> I sat somewhere. We are huh, there's this famous place in Hanoi called Train Street, mm-hmm. where like the train from Hanoi to Saigon passes through that Oh, did place. you go on, like, did you go via train when you were going? No, 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 no. But you there's flew? a train street in Hanoi, in the city. It goes through houses. Like, there are buildings on opposite side. And it's a tourist spot, but they shut it down because somebody got injured because the train does not go slowly. It goes at a very, like, fast speed. So, you, you know, people actually go inwards and then let the thing go 
and then they go back. So and people will be drinking. There like a lot of pubs and cafes. So I drive. So they're sh- officially they're shut down. But he took us did some you know one to one twenty. Got us inside. But it was in the daytime. Right. No train pass unfortunately. But we had like this. I had this coffee at this place called Baxio, and that was my coffee for the rest of the time. Um, and one thing I did was at the end of the trip at Hanoi before I moved to Saigon, I was like, I feel like having fine dining. So I want to have Asian fine dining. Okay. Oh my god, Just like it was a it was expensive per their standards. But when you actually look at it, and if you spend that much, I cry. You'll be like, what? I can eat it every day, guys. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I'm okay. It's a little exaggeration, but what I mean is that it wasn't. You could afford the fine dining as a tourist there, even here. So, um, I went and had like Asian fine dining. I had like soup made for me. I had like skewers, and then I don't remember what I had. Like so much that I ate. Like I ate, I ate <laughs> properly. I had dessert. Mm-hmm. You know, then they were so happy with me, and I left. Uh, I went to Saigon. Saigon was also good. Their street food is also amazing. Mm-hmm. In their street food, I actually had a one-on-one guy. So he took me himself on a bike. And again, he taught me so much about their culture. Have mm-hmm. you heard of this thing called the Burning Monk? Mm-hmm. Is this famous picture of this monk who burns oh, yeah, himself? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Vietnamese. So he took me to where it happened. He showed oh. me the monument for it. And he was so passionate about it because he's Buddhist. And he burnt himself because they were killing Buddhists at that time. Mm-hmm. Like this Vietnamese guy was killing Buddhists. That general army guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And as a means of defiance and stand against it, he did that. Mm-hmm. And it's, like I said, it's fascinating to hear people talk about the history and know about it and let it still permeate into the current generation. So, mm-hmm. all in all, Vietnam was amazing. <laughs> I would highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, food is great. Aqua is good. I only think the problem that would deter you if you are flying out from Ghana is the flight ticket. <laughs> it's expensive because I think when I checked on an Emirates like economy was 1,800 USD which is a lot of money because see when I went from India right again I had to, I mean I had paid from Ghana to India already so that was done but like if suppose I'm an Indian going to Vietnam $400 is nothing going to any part of that South East Asia nothing like that but coming from Ghana all the way it's pricey so it's like you it's you might not spend too much there but you're Airfare will cost you a lot. So, mm. yeah. Also, the food is amazing, man. I need <laughs> I need a Vietnamese place in Ghana mm. or something. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised there isn't, but maybe there's no strong Vietnamese presence here. So yeah. that's why. Then oh, also when I told them that we eat a lot of Vietnamese rice here, they were very impressed. Like, <laughs> why? Wow. For them, anything Vietnam is just like they're so happy about it. Like they're very like I don't happy know. about Vietnam getting out to the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, a lot of people know business about world, this thing like that. Yeah, so they were excited. I ate a lot of food, man. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and one thing about Southeast Asians I've noticed is that they eat a lot of pork. Mm. They yeah. really do. Because outside of Ghana, I don't know who else eats pork. It like might that. be the Italians. They eat a lot of pork. Really. Just in ham and oh, like salami, salami, salami yeah, yeah, pepperoni, okay, okay. Yeah, all that's, of that. That's, that's true. Pork. That's true. That's true, yeah. That's See, the thing. Americans eat bacon every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. I don't, like for me, for some reason, I always look at them as not pork. Like the meat itself, right? Like, they still yeah, pig. It is pig meat. It is. They it piggies. is pork. It is pork. But like, Little yeah. piggies. And Vietnamese also eat a lot of seafood because mm. coastal countries. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of seafood. So if you're a seafood lover... You go crazy, yeah. I want to know if it's safe for black people. I think I, yeah, I've not heard any complaints per se of like safety issues from there. 
And I did see a few um, black, people. black people there. I did, okay. and they seemed okay. I think some were even staying there, like mm. yeah, like so. Okay. They're used to tourists. They're used to all. <laughs> I I would hope so. But you can also tell that, like, the Americans did cause a lot of fuck shit. Oh over my there. gosh, Americans caused a lot of fuck they shit. They caused everywhere. a lot of fuck shit, and you can see it because I I. I think one of the most harrowing experiences for me was I went to this prison. Mm. Um, it's called um, shit. I can't believe I forgot. Um, but it's a famous prison in Hanoi, mm-hmm. and uh, the French hmm. built it because the Vietnamese were fighting against the French, and they wanted to punish any of these people fighting mm-hmm. against them, protesters. They used to jail them. Listen, mommy, the way they were kept. Eh? It would break like you. They showed like reenactment mm-hmm. and like they show structures. It would break your spirit, or mm-hmm. you know, like that. And people still there fought to try and get Vietnamese out of their, mm-hmm. you know, like um, their claws or whatever, mm-hmm. like to get independence from the French. Mm-hmm. And then the Americans also came. So later on, you know that um, John McCain, right? Mm-hmm. He was against Obama, so he was famously shot down. He was he went in the Vietnam War, got shot down. He was put in that prison. So they showed us oh. where he was, and he came later on to the prison again because apparently, the, like the Vietnamese did take care of the Americans. Some say that you know it was also propaganda and whatnot, <laughs> but like you know, yeah. And apparently, one thing also the Americans did was that they were against the idea of communism because Vietnamese they're communists. So at a point, what they did is they introduced capitalist sort of this thing, right? Like ideologies. So apparently, Vietnam itself, within itself, internally had a fight. And then that's when Ho Chi Minh came and reunited them and said, that's the common enemy, not us. So even my tour guide was telling me that there were instances where um, family could have like two sons. One will be communist, one will be capitalist, and they'll fight each other because mm-hmm. of that. Same brothers, but same mother, same father. Yeah. But because of ideologies, like families... So the Americans have really done a number on that country. They do a number everywhere. And they even did this thing where they convinced other countries to put a um embargo on them. Mm. So that's where we were taken to a Vietnamese black market. Why it's called a black market? Because those times you couldn't get these things, so you had to get it from other places and there were markets meant for that. Now obviously free trade everywhere mm-hmm. and whatnot, but mm-hmm. like and the embargo was there in the nineties though. Mm. That's wild to me. That's like 30 years ago 20 something years ago I wasn't even born really? yeah oh my god oh my god oh no <laughs> but yeah that's like a in-depth look at my um, Vietnamese trip I mean I did a whole doc- I did documentary my trip on Snapchat yes you and did IG I'm trying to find a way to maybe do like a concise video compress it yeah compress maybe like a TikTok of do one it two on minute. YouTube yeah. or YouTube yes maybe I'll do a YouTube and just do talk about for, my yeah, experiences like shoot it yeah I think I'll do that so yeah but yeah, it was a it was a fun trip. Holidays are always good. Mm. No no complaints there. Time away from this country is necessary. Mm, stress, Charlie. Stress. Because the minute you come back, then you stop sleeping well. <laughs> On your way, as you're coming. See, it happened to me last year. When I traveled out, I was sleeping so well. Mm. Minute my plane landed. Yeah, your, space, your shoulders like, were gone. right back up at your ears. I don't know, man. That's how it and, feels and, to live in Accra. Because I guess we work here, right? I always wonder maybe somebody from America comes to Accra and ah. he sleeps like, yes, I'm going to sleep dear, well. Wait, don't, did you not see that video of that lady who came here mm, mm, mm. and then left? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. You leave. Only she said something. She said, 
she kind of basically was like she got scammed by December. Yeah, like, she said she like could never get anything done without being a bitch. Like, all right, girl, shit. So be a bitch and get shit done. Like, what is the issue? What is the issue? No, I, you see, this is why. Um, whenever you go to any country, there was this thing. She came. Did you see because the, of year of the return? Yeah, and she thought that everything was roses. Then she go here and said that we are all living in tones and grass. Everything is prickling. Everybody. Have you, have you seen? So then I remember Joe, our friend Joe. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Joe. <laughs> did a, he put a video on Twitter about what's the difference between tourism and immigration. Ooh. So this guy dies and goes to heaven, right? right? And heaven is kind of like nice, comfortable, but, you know, it's boring. It's plain. <laughs> and... He's asked, I think one day he asked like, God, like, can I go to hell? Hey. So he goes to hell and they are partying, they are jamming strippers, cocaine, everything, they are jack, all the things. He jams, ah, it's like, this is hell? Comes back to God and says, God, I want to go to hell. And God is like, see, once you leave here, you can't come back. He goes to hell, no. Boom, fire everywhere. They are coming to Obviously. burn him. So it's like, ah, where's all the strippers and everything? And then the devil says, my friend, tourism is not the same <laughs> as immigration. <laughs> when you come here to stay. Yeah, it's a different something. So that's, that's exa- exactly what happened and, there. And that's why when I go to like, even I go to this place like Vietnam and this thing, whilst it's amazing, the people there will tell you that, listen, the reality on the ground is different. Because when I was in That's why Hanoi, you need to talk to locals. So all our tour guides places. did that. Yeah. Right? Like when I went to Hanoi, the tour guide was like, it's expensive for them, the citizens mm-hmm. there. They can't afford Hanoi. Mm-hmm. So they have to live in different far-off places or live in like very bad conditions. Mm-hmm. For the tourists coming there, like, ah, it's cheap. Oh, whoa, I've bought my foreign currency. It's cheap. Like the Vietnamese dong is like, I think at that time, $1 to 23,600 Vietnamese dong. That's their currency, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, listen. But then you think, like I said, you always have to think about the people there. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. So... Anytime you go to any tourist country, guys, always talk to the people. It's the not locals. like the locals are trying to dissuade you from coming no, no, here. No, but but it, you need to you have, have to know what the reality, reality is. On you the can't go thinking is. December. Yeah, is, jams. <laughs> Small bloom bad that people have seen. So you think that cries. <laughs> ah. I don't know. And the way she was like frustrated, see. Yeah, please, we live with this every day of our lives. Yeah, complaining that. So we that. Come and fix my fridge, then they'll carry your fridge and never bring it back. <laughs> what do you mean? You're complaining that you had to be a bitch to get shit done? Be a bitch and get shit done. What are you talking about? It's always a culture shock, right? Because I think another thing also is that you come from these places where systems work, right? I yeah. mean, I know America has a lot of bad systems, but... But their systems work. Like, you hear about, like, oh, I went to the DVLN, this was the system, and it worked for me. Or I went to file my claim, I got this done. Yeah. The what, what's is like a that. claim? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah what's the a system, claim? The what you claiming? <laughs> she, so, she, and I was talking to someone about this. Also, India is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to someone about that girl's video and she was like, you see, and this is the issue. You people come here and come and do bits and bobs, but you can leave. The average Ghanaian does cannot even Even afford to leave. leave. Exactly, yeah. You you don't like something, you can get up and go, what about the people that this is our reality? We tried to tell y'all that it's not roses and marshmallows. And this is the world over. This is the same thing anywhere you go. 
Don't exp- you are a tourist, so you come, you view things with the differently. Lens of the, the niggas that live there are living a different reality mm-hmm. from yours. So once you at least understand that and then make that decision mm. to move, that's different. But don't come and think life is kozo and bloom <laughs> and I'm going here. I mean, life oh, can man. be kozo and bloom for you. you. Yeah, if you have the means. If you have the means. But how long are you but going you to see, have the means for in this Accra? came to do something and the system yeah, beat her I mean, and she went back. Maybe somebody told her that she would be, you know, this is probably not who she is, but yeah. I'm just saying that. I feel like sometimes people have this like savior complex that I'm coming to the quote-unquote mm. motherland mm. to put the motherland on. Yeah. We don't need anybody to put anybody yeah. onto anything. It, just leave us alone. <laughs> and at the Biannamu Bayer concert, concert in Hunyabakusei, concerts, we did 2,000 Ghana cities for a concert. And then we saw YouTube, I mean, Hunyabakusei. Like, I'm so confused. What are we talking about? People don't have food to eat, but you people are pulling up in your numbers for 2,000 Ghana CD concerts. Ah, be fucking serious. So, anyways. Anyways. Um, I speak for the niggas that can't speak for themselves. That's right. <laughs> that's what's your flavor. You're, Sometimes we get political and okay, shit. Okay, shit. Yeah, because this is food for your I mind. I mean, right now, <laughs> everything outside is affecting our business. I mean, like, is, we can't even go out to eat because shit is yeah. so... Well, I mean, we can, but... It's on no, average, no, you still have to think twice now. Thrice. Absolutely. Four Before times. we used to be like, oh, let's go get drinks, and yeah, now yeah. it's like, mm, where can I get drinks that are under fifty CDs, under thirty CDs? Where can I get <laughs> oh, a five mommy, CD let, drink? Let's just meet at my house. Bring your. You wine feel bottle, me? Like, Pull up with one of your uncle's uh, bottles or something. Add coke. Let's just drink. And there's so many new restaurants, by the way. It's so, all money laundering. I can't. Accra has turned into a laundromat. The crazy thing for me is that. In the last two years, when we like we started in 2019, mm-hmm. Laboni had maybe two restaurants <laughs> back then or three, right? One was the OG Hinlon. Mm-hmm. You had your Zen Garden. You had Le Must as well. Yes. And then you know you had one of the new ones like Mocha's and Capitol. I remember. Then and Bistro, uh, come on. Yeah, Bistro, Bistro, as well. yeah, yeah. Slowly Capitol. <laughs> I mean, Capitol was also there by then when we started. I remember. Right. But like. You know, honeysuckle came up. Right. And that one came up. And now they're like twenty something restaurants in so, within that Laboni Cantonment La- really. Hey, Vine is there. Yeah. I am uh, Vine, uh, the new places are um Subbox came up. Yes. Above that Le Pavilion. Yes. Then there's another one next to it. Um, then La Mesa has yeah, that's, now that's become the place. that's the place. La Mesa about. has now become what? Oh my gosh. Yaya La Parisienne. Also, oh, that's where it that's is. That's where I it is. That, see, Yaya La Parisienne is has taken over where La Mesa used to okay. be. Then you have um, new restaurant now called Babel that just opened. Yeah, up. my dad was telling me about it that. Looks, I haven't seen it. Oh, when you're going, it's, it's it's you know Echo Bank, right? Yeah, down the road from Echo Bank. Mm. It's this very ornate design, very beautiful looking place. Mm. Then you've got um, that I call Food Street now. <laughs> you've got Anisaka Loboni, Smoke and Barrel. Then there's Castillo at the back. There's yeah. um, what's that place? Indulge. La Boracha as well. Yeah, La Boracha. Yeah, La Boracha number you, ten. Yes, number X. And then you have on the Rockefellers. Opposite Rockefellers is something. Indulge. <laughs> right. And then after the street ends, on the right, Shogun. 
What what are you people trying to that road has so much traffic that Castillo is good for what it's worth, by the way. I haven't been yet. It's pretty nice. It's pretty good. I think it was pretty good. I'll take myself. But um again, prices I can't uh, bro, skyrocketing like shit. But yeah, um if we're done with our introductory episode, as yeah. always, we're going to get you quality guests to talk of about course. the food business and how they're navigating through these times. That's right. Ooh, and yeah. you know, like Always, we've got you great content. So, you know, put your friends on. Helen and Pokwa, if you are listening, <laughs> uh, uh. this crossover episode better happen. Calling out your friends like that. They're not going to be your friends no more. Oh, come on. They love me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I am Cappuccino from Milkbox. And I was a macchiato tres leches. Yes. Tres leches. <laughs>